The Interim Leader podcast is brought to you by Odgers Interim, the UK's number one interim management provider. Hi, I'm Bambos Heraklis and welcome to the media and entertainment podcast from Odgers Interim. As podcasts continue to grow in popularity, so does the amount of money being invested by media companies large and small. What started less than 20 years ago as audio blogs downloaded onto iPods has now become a multi-billion dollar industry in its own right. Big media players continue to pay big money for podcasting talent, content and production. Only last week, Sony Music Entertainment acquired the UK's largest independent podcast producer, Something Else, and Spotify announced a three-year deal worth $60 million for Alex Cooper's Call Her Daddy podcast. So, who better to talk to about the industry than James Cridland, the editor and publisher of Pod News, which is the leading daily newsletter all about podcasting and on-demand audio. James, hi, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a great pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, you're based in Brisbane, Australia, and for those of us who follow you on Twitter, uh, we would have seen you happily showing off your new Australian passport this morning. So how are things out there at the moment, and are you going to be able to use that passport anytime soon? No, no time soon. That was a complete waste of $350, um, $370, I think. Um, yes, uh, no, so that, it's a brand new thing. I'm, I'm now a dual citizen. Uh, I have no idea how to use my British passport and my Australian passport, but I'm imagining that some will let me into places that I couldn't otherwise get into. So that's kind of the point of it, really. Yeah. Um, and also, I'd rather not get chucked out of this country, and now, and now I can't be, so there is always that. But uh, yeah. No, Australia is pretty good. I think um, we've um, we've dealt very well with the pandemic in terms of just um, realizing that we're an island and stopping everybody else from coming in. The problem is we've stopped everybody else coming in, and now we're still probably going to have to keep a border closed for another maybe six months, maybe even a year. Wow! Um, because nobody's got any uh, any vaccines here, so um, <laughs> nobody's been vaccinated at all. So it's going to be interesting over the next um, over. The the next 12 months yeah. i think roll on zoom calls more zoom calls eh? more zoom calls brilliant that's uh, what we all need yeah um for those listening who don't know you can you tell us a bit about your work and and what you do with pod news Yes, so I'm a, um, well, I've worked in the audio space for the last 30 years. You can tell that I'm a Brit. Um, I used to work for the BBC and for Virgin Radio and for other radio stations in the UK. I moved here in Australia five years or so ago, and I write a daily podcast called Pod News, which comes out every single day, which looks at the podcast industry and what's going on. Let's uh, let's start by throwing a few numbers and, and statistics out there just to give people a view as to just how big the world of podcasting is at the moment. So more than 100 million people in the US listen to podcasts every single month. Uh, listeners listen to an average of three a week. As of April this year, over 2 million podcasts, I think, available on Apple Podcast Platform, and a few thousand are added each day. Uh, and in 2020, 18% of adults in the UK listen to podcasts every week, which was an increase of 4% from the year before. So I guess the first question is, what's been behind this growth in podcasting? And how much more do you think it will grow over the course of the next two to three years? Well, I think, you know, there's lots of reasons why podcasting is growing. I think partially it's the collapse of a good radio industry in the US in particular. Um, that has undergone a lot of consolidation, a lot of um, 
of, uh, of, of retraction of local content and people have looked for audio in other ways in the US and that of course has then moved across the world. But I think um, when you have a look at um, you know the amount of podcast consumption, it skews younger. Um, uh, particularly um, if, if you have a look at the amount of speech audio that people are listening to, that is increasing an awful lot, which is really uh, interesting to watch, again, particularly with younger audiences. So I think um, particularly it's being driven by young people for whom they can't find any speech content on the radio, they can't find anything to listen to, and there are a large amount of people who you know, like music, but they don't necessarily love it all the time. And so to actually hear something which is a little bit different to that is a great help. I think the other thing just to sort of point out is that actually the growth of podcasting has been incredibly steady for the last 15 years or so. There's been no particular sort of hockey stick growth. And that's a great thing because it does show that um, podcasting is becoming a habit and is becoming really part of how we all um, consume uh, audio. And it's probably not going to go away anytime soon. Mm. And where there's growth, there's inevitably investment. So I'd like to talk a bit about the business side of podcasting uh, to start off with. And We've seen the streaming walls and the battle for our, our eyeballs being played out for a while now. But from the outside looking in, there seems to be something similar brewing um, in the world of podcasting as well. And just again, just throwing a few, few uh, facts and figures out there and just to give people an indication of the kind of money that we're talking about. Spotify alone has spent more than $1 billion on podcasting shows and, and companies. Um, it paid upwards of $100 million for the exclusive rights to Joe Rogan's podcast. It's paid tens of millions of dollars for the likes of the Obamas and Harry and Meghan. Um, Amazon paid a reported $300 million for the podcast startup Wondery um, back in December uh, last year. So the question is really, where is this consolidation and this arms race, if I can call it that, um, <laughs> heading? Is it is it good or bad for the industry long term? Because there's an argument to say that it's going to make it more difficult for people to find different types of podcasting moving moving forward. And it kind of goes against what made it so popular at the beginning. Well, some of it has. Um, it depends really who you talk to. At the end of the day, Spotify has bought an awful lot of content companies uh, in the last couple of years, Gimlet and Parcast and The Ringer. But what it's uh, focused on an awful lot is producing podcasts that are hired across the entire podcast ecosystem. Um, yes, there are some exclusives. Joe Rogan that you mentioned for $100 million. Uh, They signed um, only last week Call Her Daddy, uh, which is another big podcast for $60 million. And so, you know, they are doing some exclusive deals. But the majority of the podcasting that Spotify is still doing is also available on places like Apple Podcasts and on, you know, Podcast Addict and po Pocket Casts and all of these other podcast apps as well. So there's very little um, exclusive stuff which is actually going on now. So that's um, probably pretty good news. I mean, I think what, what's going on is we saw a big jump into content a couple of years ago, both with um, Spotify doing their stuff, but also 
iHeartRadio, which is a big broadcaster in the US, uh, they jumped in and bought a number of different content companies. And there have been, you know, many other people doing much the same sort of thing. Now, over the last year, we've seen companies beginning to um, move into a vertical um, uh, marketplace much more. So Sirius XM, for example, which is a big uh, American uh, broadcaster ended up buying Stitcher, which makes great podcasts and sells the ads on great podcasts, Simplecast, which is a podcast host, Pandora, which is an app that plays podcasts as well as music, and AdSoys, which is the ad tech site. So you can see that there is a very clear sort of, you know, virtual um, vertical strategy there in terms of what Sirius XM are doing. And Spotify has actually done much the, the, the same, buying both Anchor as a podcast host and Megaphone, um, but also looking at um, live social media, at um, dynamic, um, you know, podcast recommendation engines and stuff like that, which they've bought over the last couple of weeks. So I think there's a lot of um, not just jumping in on the content side, but jumping in and making sure that, that these large companies have everything they need to succeed. And that's been really interesting. The other side of it, uh, as you say, has been the, the content stuff. And I think that's probably why uh, Amazon have uh, jumped in and uh, ended up buying Wondery, which is a very large podcast producer because of the IP, because of the opportunities that Amazon get of being able to get not just a bunch of great podcasts out of that, but a bunch of great IP that they can then turn into video, they can turn into, you know, movies and stuff like that, sell those on Amazon Prime Video and so on and so forth. So it's a, a, a good, clever play, I think, from Amazon's point of view, too. I think I read this morning that there's currently a, a bidding war for the podcast Smart Lists, um, which uh, if you if you haven't listened to it, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And one with the uh, passing interest in the inner workings of Hollywood um, should definitely uh, take a listen. But again, uh, some of the figures which are being mentioned there are, are around the $20 million a year mark. But, but mm. surely surely, if, if the likes of Spotify were going to, um, to buy that, they can't generate that much um, and, and more in advertising revenue per year. So, I mean, do these deals actually make sense? Does is, is it strengthening their position in podcasting? Um, so, Spotify in particular, if, um, there's been one academic who's gone back and looked at how much um, uh, how much the Spotify podcast acquisitions have added to Spotify's market cap. And they've worked out that it's 20%, which is uh, which is interesting, just sort of having a look at that. But I think from a consumer point of view, there are loads of different places that I can go to to listen to podcasts, loads of different places. Um, anybody can launch a podcast app. Anybody can get hold of the content because the content is typically DRM free. It's available just by having a look at a RSS feed. Where Spotify differs is that they've put some of those shows in, um, you know, under lock and key and only made those available for Spotify users. So Joe Rogan is a great example. Call Her Daddy will be, you know, again, some of the stuff they've been doing with the Obamas, uh, having first look on those and so on and so forth. And that really means that if you are a big podcast fan and, and a big Joe Rogan fan or a big 
you know, Bruce Springsteen fan, then you will use Spotify to listen to that show, but probably all of the other ones as well. Yeah. And so what Spotify is doing is very cleverly hoovering up an awful lot of fairweather podcast listeners to actually mean that, you know, the latest figures that I'm seeing are that Spotify has more people downloading shows through Spotify than any other platform. Apple is still the number one platform if you look at total downloads, but Spotify definitely the number one platform if you look at people. And so that's, you know, a clever move by Spotify because essentially they are buying the entire industry. You mentioned, you know, that they've spent more than $1 billion. The, in, the entire industry isn't worth $1 billion at the moment in terms of ad spend. <laughs> so they're actually spending more than the entire industry is worth. But it's a long, it's a long play. And I think, you know, they are showing that they can, um, you know, they're very agile. They can move very, very quickly and they can, you know, grab the bull by the horns there. Mm. So with that in mind, can we expect uh, traditional me media companies or TV streamers who have yet to make a play in podcasting uh, begin to enter the industry? Uh, record labels, perhaps, movie and TV production companies, will they have their own podcast divisions moving forward? I think, you know, some of them have. And Sony Music Entertainment, for example, is a great example where they have been working with podcasters for the last um, 18 months or so. And they've just bought a large UK based production house, something else, which they bought mm. last week. Um, so that's a you know a good example. Macmillan is another good example who you know very well known as being a book uh, company, but they also produce podcasts too now and uh, have been doing some really good shows over the past couple of years, which have um, made them an awful lot of uh, of award plaudits as well. So I suspect we're seeing more of those. Although I would probably just caution and say that quite a lot of the large organizations in the podcast world have been snapped up already. And if you wanted to buy, for example, a large tech podcast company, a large, you know, enterprise podcast host, there is one left um, that isn't owned by one of the large companies. So um, that that is, I think, um, you know, showing that, you know, the world is beginning to be a little bit more of a, well, you just have to go away and build it yourself <laughs> rather than have to buy something, um, yeah. which, of course, as we know, is a little bit is a little bit harder. Not that that's, um, you know, stopping loads of people from actually doing. But, uh, you know, a, again, that's just sort of worthwhile, you know, having a thought about. But I think, you know, in terms of um, in terms of where people are going, you know, it's very clear that uh, that that, that uh, you know there will be more more consolidation to come, and it'll be interesting seeing where where the next move comes from. And will we see new content strategies being being formed as as a result of that? What what can we expect to uh, develop over the coming years? I think what we've seen, firstly, is we've seen a lot of um, daily podcasts. Uh, the New York Times, of course, was one of the first, but there are an awful lot of individual daily news shows. And that's really built to set a habit going of listening to the same podcast at the same time every day, which you clearly can't do with a weekly or a monthly podcast. Um, that uh, also, of course, if you're making a podcast which comes out five times a week, then you're going to get probably five times the downloads than if you're making a podcast which only comes out one time a week. So you've got that 
kind of side of it as well. That was a very clear content strategy. Another content strategy, I think, is we will see more fiction podcasts. We'll see more movies for the ear, as some people have called it. Um, and I think, you know, that has benefits in terms of IP, but it also has benefits in terms of, you know, drawing a whole new audience to podcasts that don't necessarily get on with the idea that, you know, most podcasts are, you know, two men in a in a basement, uh, you know, two two microphones, one brain, one, one of my friends uh, calls it. Um, but, you know, so so clearly fiction podcasts and those sorts of shows are a very different listen. So there's a bit of um, a bit of strategy going on there. I mean, I spoke to the folks at Netflix uh, last week talking about what they're doing in terms of podcasts. And again, you know, they are seeing very much podcasts being an opportunity both to attract them more listeners because it's it's another way into the content that Netflix has but also as a method of keeping audiences with that particular brand because you can if you're a real fan get closer to the um, people you want to get get uh, closer to in terms of a podcast so you know I think there's there's a lot of different uh, strategies going on the one thing that I think we're seeing a little bit less of is boring celebrities who um, have realized that they can't go anywhere and they can't do anything so they might as well start a podcast I think we're finally seeing the back of that particular trend and that's probably a good thing and has COVID had an impact um, I'm, I'm just thinking here in, ter in terms of the type of, well the genre of podcasts that have been popular over the last 12 months and perhaps what will be popular 12, 24 months um, from here because, I mean, I'll use myself as an example. I've, I started off listening to a lot of news-related podcasts to begin with, mm. um, and then I got fed up with the news because it was depressing me too much, to be, <laughs> to, to be frank with you. Um, and I was reverting more towards those podcasts which were making me laugh and perhaps giving me a bit of comfort. Is that, is that a trend which has developed? Will that continue, do you think? There's been a bit of that. Comedy and fiction have certainly been doing very well during the pandemic. I mean, I, I'd say, by the way, the, the amount of podcast listening has actually gone up during the pandemic. But of course, the amount of podcast creation has gone up even faster. And uh, we saw, I think, the maximum uh, number of new podcasts were coming out in the middle of last year, sort of June, July time, in the middle of the worst of the pandemic um and you know and i think that's worthwhile clocking but i think uh, you know what we've seen an awful lot of is shows that can be made remotely so a interview um podcast is relatively easy to make on the end of a zoom call on the end of a squadcast call or whatever um, and we've seen, you know, again, a little bit less of those podcasts where you're actually going out on location and doing stuff. And I think that that will change back again as we come out of the pandemic and as we can all uh, travel again. And I guess there's something there about uh, the podcast speaking to our, our new routines as well, uh, that, you know, the routines that we formed over the last 12 months or so. Are we looking at, at shorter podcasts? I think the um, you know, the prime length for a podcast now is around 25 minutes. Um, that seems to be going down all the time. <laughs> and, and I'm also looking at things like TikTok, for example. I mean, you know, are we, 
should we expect an audio equivalent of TikTok at, at some point, something like an, an audio social message, which or messages, which will be more like quick, um, you know, quick blasts, which will last five minutes long, and then you may maybe have several of those a day. Well, I, I'm a big fan of, um, uh, there's a radio um, consultant called Valerie Geller, and she has a great phrase, which is, there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm a big fan of that, because that uh, that does does tell you exactly what a good podcast is. A good podcast is as long as it needs to be. Um, there is no doubt that the average length of a podcast is going down. And actually, it depends really on what you're listening to a podcast on and where you're listening to it on. The average um, commute is around 25 minutes in most parts of the world. And so therefore, if you make a podcast which is longer than 25 minutes, there is a risk that people won't come back to it when they get back into their car later. So that's sort of one side of it. But also the amount of smart speaker use has, uh, has gone up tremendously um, during the pandemic as we've been stuck at home with our technology. And that, um, you know, smart speakers are a very different listener experience. And we're listening to much more short uh, content on those. I've um, re really benefit out, benefited out of that because um, the Pod News newsletter that I do is also available as a podcast. And it's about three minutes long. And it does phenomenally well on a smart speaker, as quite a lot of people have listened to me in the shower in the morning as they're, you know, as they're um, getting ready for their working day. So, you know, so there's a, r a real opportunity there. But I think it's different li listening habits. And I think, you know, as we get more into our cars again, as we commute longer again, I think that the length of podcasts, the length of content that we are willing to listen to will go up again. Can we also see some more innovation um, in terms of uh, the advertising and, and distribution side and the technology that sits behind it? I think I think we are seeing that, and I think we were beginning to see some of that last year. So, as one example, NPR's afternoon uh, news podcast, uh, which is called Consider This, does some very clever dynamic audio insertion where you get local news depending on where you are. If you happen to be listening to that podcast in Boston, you will hear a different version of the podcast than if you're listening in Chicago or in San Francisco. And that's part of the and that's part of the technology which many people are using for advertising but works just as well for audio as well, dynamic audio insertion. So I think there's there's that sort of technical innovation going on at the moment. There's obviously both Spotify and Apple are getting very excited with spatial audio um, and binaural sound and all that kind of stuff of, of, of increasing the audio quality. I don't suppose that most people will notice, but still it makes for a good press release. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, on the other side, we're, we're also seeing some really interesting um, moves forward around trying to produce playlists of podcasts. Spotify has done this particularly with your daily drive, for example, which is them trying to um, jump onto the commuting bandwagon and again, trying to replace radio in your habit in the car with Spotify of giving you something which has your favorite music in there and short form podcasts to get you up and going and uh, and informed about your day ahead. Um, and I suspect that we're going to be seeing more of those as 
commuting comes back again as a thing. You know, Apple is also doing something similar. Amazon's also doing something similar. So, you know, that that sort of um, playback experience is, I think, going to change as well. Yeah. Is it a case of podcast versus radio? Can the two exist side by side? Um, are podcasts going after radio listeners and vice versa? Has radio had to change or up its game as a result of all of this? Well, if you look at radio listening, nine out of 10 people in most countries in the world listen to the radio every single week. And that's uh, certainly not the case in terms of podcasting. If you look at podcasting, it's um, less than a third in most in most countries, uh, just over a third in the US, I believe. So, you know, radio is still tremendously strong. And again, it does come back to a skew of young versus old. Young people are far more likely to listen to on-demand media of any type than um, than older people. And when you look at, for example, 55 pluses, then, uh, you know, 95% of their audio listening is to the radio. It's really easy. They press a button, it starts playing, you know, it starts uh, entertaining them. And when, they've, and when they've had enough, they press the button again and it stops, uh, which is a great user experience. And podcasting hasn't yet got there. Um, whereas young people who are far more used to pressing all kinds of buttons on their phones are using podcasts an awful lot more. So I suspect that what we're seeing, um, and it's particularly the case in the UK where there is some open data around this uh, sort of thing, is that um, younger people are falling out of love a bit with radio. They're still listening, but not as much as they used to. Whereas because we have more older people, you're not actually seeing a, a breakdown in the radio industry. The radio radio listening looks as strong as it as it actually has been, but it's migrating very much to older people using live radio and younger people using on-demand audio. And that might be radio shows as well as podcasts as well. You, you know, the BBC Sounds app is doing particularly well in the UK, um, but it, it may well be podcasts and other things as well. So I think there is a change going on, but there's been lots of people who've said that radio is going to die um, for the last 40 years and radio still is, um, some people call it the cockroach of media, which I think is very rude. <laughs> It um, is. <laughs> I think it's incredibly rude, but it's uh, but it's still there and it's still going and it's still very much part of um, of our media landscape. Yeah. Now, as an executive recruiter, I'm always interested to know what skills and experience will be valuable for an industry in the years to come. So, what kind of senior roles should we expect to to be in demand within the world of podcasting? I think one of the things about podcasting is it's a really young industry. Um, and I think we kind of forget that it's only 15 years old. The first podcast actually came out on July the 9th, 2003. Um, but uh, podcasting didn't really get anywhere until the middle of 2005, which was where Apple um, stuck it into their iPod, hence the name. And uh, that, that's sort of where, we, where we've got with that. So I find it always particularly amusing when I see 
quite senior roles being advertised and they're there asking about you know the uh, you know we'd like uh, at least 10 years experience in the podcasting <laughs> industry well good luck with that because i don't think there are too many people out there with that well so, it makes my uh, job a lot harder put it that way <laughs> yes yes exactly so you know i think i think that there's a number of sort of different areas but one area is uh, most certainly around content commissioning so understanding what content is going to work understanding how to get the best out of you know talent management and all of that kind of uh, uh, side of it there is very clearly an ad tech part of podcasting as we move on the rest of the um of the advertising uh, technology world is going to have to deal with the loss of cookies and the loss of uh, mobile phone identifiers over the next year or so we've never had that in podcasting so actually from podcasting's point of view um, we're just going on as normal which is great but there's clearly uh, an awful lot of opportunities in the ad tech world uh, a lot of inexperienced people uh, out there plus i think you know ip people that understand what um, what intellectual property is available in a podcast, how to get the most uh, from that in other platforms as well. Uh, lots of books coming out. Ear Hustle, if you're a fan of the Ear Hustle podcast, you can get the Ear Hustle book. You can get the 99% Invisible book. Uh, Wonder is Dr. Death is being turned into a bunch of different TV shows and translated into different countries and um, brought into different cultures as well. So there's a lot of, the, of these sort of IP uh, deals which are going on, but they're very, they're very international in, in uh, scale. And I think that's the other thing to really stress is that we have been so used to a very, very um, localized media market in the past. Um, particularly in radio and particularly in audio, but also in TV, of having a very uh, localised thing of this particular show will work in the UK, this particular show will work in the Netherlands or wherever it might be, whereas podcasting is much more global and has a much more global outlook on things. And so, you know, that that's most certainly going to be one of the real career opportunities is speak more than one language, understand more than one culture and you will go quite far in this space and by the way i know i know neither <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm> screwed <laughs> and on that note um thanks so much for your time james uh, a quick reminder as to where listeners should go to, to to listen and read your views on podcasting and all things audio Yes, if you'd like to get a daily newsletter, uh, then you can go and grab that at podnews.net or ask your smart speaker to play Podnews Podcasting News. That's brilliant. James, thanks so much for your time and uh, speak to you soon. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed listening and don't forget to like and subscribe for new episodes in our media and entertainment series.